0: Howdy, folks. Welcome back to another week of the Now That We're a Family podcast. In today's episode, you are going to be hearing about something that's very in the moment. We're talking real time testimonials here. And because of that, this might seem ultra raw and transparent. I know people are into that stuff these days which is why I made a point to use those words. So if you're the type of person that likes hearing or seeing grown men cry, no, I'm joking. I'm not going to be crying on this episode. But I will be sharing about something that's near and dear to my heart. This is very important to me. And I see so many fathers that that seem to be resenting the fact that they get to raise, their children, and I'm not going to lie, I've at times even fought resentment when being a father. So I'm going to share about that from my uh, point of view, from my experience, and I'm going to share some pretty recent stories regarding that. So enjoy. Hey. right, folks, I'm going to go ahead and let you know that we've got a disappointing announcement in today's episode, and we've also got some really exciting announcements. The first announcement that needs to be acknowledged right here from the get is that my beautiful wife, Catherine, is not going to be with us on this episode, which that's that in and of itself is... Enough reason to just give up on this episode altogether. But I'm going to tell you something that you may not, I'm going to tell you about something actually that you may not want to miss. And it's going to come towards the end of this episode, if not at the very end. And it's me, for the first time in the now that we're a family podcast history, it's going to be me performing an original song of mine that is very central to the topic at hand in this episode. So, I mean, maybe that's not exciting to you either, and I won't take it personally if it's not. But if you want to be a part of history, then I suggest you stick around and hear that. It might not be the most positive history. may not even be memorable history. But it is going to be history uh, in the making. So that's going to come at the end of this episode. Now, why is my beautiful wife Katie not with us today. She, I wish that I could say she is doing great and that she's well and that she's just, you know, busy with something equally as important as this. But I can't say that she is not that well right now. In fact, she's fighting a fever. And she, this morning she woke up with, uh, with mastitis for the first time ever. And, you know, we've, we've had our four children. This is the first time that she's experienced that. And it's really been uh, a bummer. And so she's feeling terrible right now, and she's lying in bed trying to recover, um, and, and get through this mastitis. She like she just went so hardcore last week. You know how gung ho Katie is, and how ambitious she is. And it seems that it seems like maybe this isn't true, but it seems like with each one of our children that we've had in the postpartum season, there's come a point where. Katie's starting to feel really good. She's like, this is awesome. And she just has this to-do list piled up in her brain or on an actual list. And she it, she just attacks it. And that oftentimes really postpones or, yeah, prolongs, I should say, the postpartum season. And she did just that thing yesterday. She, and this is kind of crazy, actually, the timing of all this. She decided to to get back into meal prepping for the week. And so she went shopping yesterday for six days' worth of meals, you know, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And then she prepped all of, not breakfasts, but she prepped all the lunches and dinners for six days. So I guess, what is that, 12 meals? Uh, she prepped them all last night. And she was up till midnight doing that, prepping meals. And I mean, it's one of those things where it's kind of a good thing that we have meals because she's totally out of commission now. And, and so we're eating great, the kids and I are, but it's at, it came at a great cost. And that is Katie really kind of overdoing it. And um, so we're all gonna miss her in this episode. Me, I'm gonna greatly miss her. I know when I listen back to, I think this is the second time, maybe the third actually, I've had to do a podcast by myself and every time I've done that and I've listened back while I'm editing it I've been highly disappointed with how I sound just talking by myself and when I don't have my wife to kind of bounce things off of and to hear her thoughts and her opinions it's also kind of comforting to know that Katie and I talk about this all the time to know there's like one more filter That you have when you're when you're talking with somebody else and Katie and I obviously have each other's best interest in mind with this podcast and so we in real time while we're recording one of us will say something and the other person can kind of clarify what they mean by something that that might sound kind of strange or confusing and I'm not going to have that today so if I say something that's strange and confusing it's probably because I mean it no I'm joking it's probably because I I misspoke Uh, today's episode. Also, for those of you watching on YouTube, if it looks like I'm in a dark, cavernous cave, that's because I am. In fact, here in North Idaho, which is where we live, there are mountains all around us, and I decided for this episode, since it's going to be by myself, to hike to the farthest mountain, the farthest peak that that an eye could see, that I could see, that at least my eye could see, and set up just a, you know, temporary podcast studio, start recording. So if it looks cavernous, if it sounds cavernous, uh, that's because it is. This may, this actually might be a cave that a bear just got done hibernating in, because spring came early this year in, in uh, North Idaho, and so bears seem to be out and about, which left this little studio vacant for my recording. So, today's today's topic... I haven't decided a title for it, but it's going to be around this concept of a father, which is me, fighting the potential of resentment towards your children or potentially even towards your wife. Maybe resentment not towards your children. That sounds so mean and dramatic, and, and obviously it is. You know, you're, the, you're their father. You're the one that brought them into this earth, so why would you resent them? But So maybe you don't ever fight resenting your children because I don't think I've actually resented my children but I think maybe I've resented the fact that I'm a father. I love my children, but then I look at my duties as a father, and I'm thinking, boy, this just seems like so much. And this is coming from a guy that has aspired to be a father since as long as I can remember. And so I'm assuming that if I have these thoughts, which are very few and far between, let me clarify. Like, this is less than a half of half a percent of what my feelings are towards fatherhood. I love being a father. But this week, if I'm honest, I experienced the temptation of wanting to resent the reality of being a father, and I'm going to share why and kind of what what brought that about. But my my assumption is that if me a guy that has just dreamed of being a father, looked forward to it since as long as I can remember, finds myself fighting this temptation to resent fatherhood certainly this might be something that other men experience or you know a sentiment that is who knows maybe it's quite popular maybe it's it's out there amongst fathers christian fathers even and i'm going to assume i'm talking to christian fathers and so i'm not going to clarify to you how important the role is of being a father and what a blessing it is in a god-given role and it's a reward in and of itself it's a calling and it is so valuable and i think it can be so fulfilling as well i've experienced that um so i'm not going to try to convince you that it's those things because my my thought is and my hope is is that if you're a christian listening to this then you do value parenthood you you see the value in children you see god's design in creating man and woman and saying hey this is i created man in my image Them, you know, him kind of saying like them together in this unit this family unit is they're representing me They're an image of me image bearers and and we see that that is under attack more. It seems like more than ever uh, This day and age where anything that resembles Anything bearing God's image is under attack and certainly the family Bears God's image and so that's going to be attacked by satan and by all, all of secular society and so we see that and yet even when we hold fast to this conviction that fatherhood is important and that it's so crucial and it's something that's an honor and a privilege, I think that we are prone or not prone, but I think susceptible to feeling uh, like like it's not the great calling that it is. And so I'm going to kind of talk you through my week in kind of play by play and uh, I do want to say that this week I'm I'm at a point, and the reason I'm actually talking about this is because, I'm sitting at a place on Monday where the last five days have been the most rewarding parenting days of my, of my, you know, career as a father. Um, But it was probably the three worst parenting days of my career leading up to these most recent five days. Uh, And so, you know, going back to Monday, Katie and I started the week off with so much desire to kind of get back into a flow Lawrence was born, you know, five weeks ago, and we thought, man, this it's been great. We've loved it. We've really kind of coasted and taken it easy, and kind of been in, you know, survival mode. And so we haven't put a ton of pressure on ourselves. But this last week was the first week where we just made a huge to do list. And Katie, you know, as I already mentioned, was starting to feel pretty good. And we thought, yeah, let's do it. Let's just let's get back to life and and start tackling and moving forward in our goals. And so we put the big to-do list on the fridge, and, and first thing Monday morning, it's like the kids got up earlier than anticipated after them not sleeping as good as anticipated. Uh, and so I'm thinking, okay, well, you know, we're not starting things off as I had hoped for, and the to-do list kind of gets pushed down, it seems like, on the agenda, because obviously our children have their physical needs that, that we get the, have the joy of, of fulfilling and serving, but that's not how I was viewing it on Monday. And that's kind of how all Monday went, and there was lots of bickering in the home, Uh, not just my children. It was coming from me. It was coming from me towards my wife. It was from me towards my children, Uh, and there was just it was not a joyful home. It was not a peaceful home, and you know the the fruits of the spirit were not very evident in our home on Monday, and so that was a disappointing day. And then that that kind of carried over into Tuesday, and. You know, just to kind of mention some of the things that I was hoping to really move forward on this week. The first one was business. Katie and I have a couple businesses right now that we're operating and, and you know, they're what provide for our family. And since having our fourth born, Lawrence, we had kind of put like our, our growth activities on hold for these businesses. And we are kind of in maintenance mode, which we're grateful that we are even able to be in a position where we could be in maintenance mode for four weeks and, and, you know, still be provided for. But we thought, okay, this, you know, maintenance mode should be, should end now, and our MO should be more towards growth right now. And that was our mindset going into the week. And so that put a lot of, I guess, excitement in Katie and I, but then also a lot of pressure and a lot of expectation going into the week. And, we weren't meeting those expectations. We weren't hitting the goals. We weren't doing the actions that we knew were necessary to move our businesses forward. Um, and I just started saying, well, it's because of the, you know, and I started saying to myself anyways, who knows, maybe I said it out loud to Katie. I started saying, boy, this because the kids, you know, if they were on a better schedule, if they weren't so needy or if they, you know, weren't so whiny or what's going on right now? Are, are they sick? Do they have colds? Why are they requiring so much from us this week and that was kind of my mindset from tuesday to from monday to tuesday also this week i had scheduled some recording sessions Um, i'm working on two different music projects now that had really been put on hold since the baby and i thought great finally i'm going to be able to move forward in my my music projects Uh, i'm going to get back to my workout routine you know, it's been, it's been in postpartum mode with my workout routine, and enough of that. I'm going to get back in shape. Uh, I'm going to get back into jujitsu. I haven't been to jiu-jitsu for, you know, three and a half weeks. It's time to start getting some use out of that membership that I'm paying for down there at the jiu-jitsu place. So I need to start going back to, back to that. It, you know, we need to have some families over for dinner this week. We want to get connected with these families at our church. These are just kind of some of the things that we wanted to really knock out this week. And it was very evident by the end of Tuesday that we had fallen far behind in achieving these goals. And the only thing I could point to as being what was holding us back was our kids. I was thinking, boy, they're taking all of our time. You know, from sun up till sun down, it seems like I'm changing a diaper, or I'm making a peanut butter sandwich, or I'm stopping a quarrel and resolving a fight. You know, amongst siblings, or I'm you know putting a band aid on a wound. And if, you know, that's getting in the way of us accomplishing these goals, and I understand how ridiculous that sounds, but th- that might be pretty accurate to the sentiment in my heart on Tuesday. And again, this carried on through much of Wednesday, and it was Wednesday afternoon that I had kind of given up on the goals of the week that we had established, the checklist that we had hung on the fridge. I thought, well, boy, this, there's no way we're going to get the things done that we really wanted to get done this week. And at this time, I'm looking at my children, you know, the house is, 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 a, is a wreck because they're just kind of going, going around willy-nilly, doing what they want to do. And, and my heart was not towards them at all. It was totally on other things. And I thought, boy, what's something that we could, like, what would be one thing that would make this week a win? And I'm so grateful that I've got a father that never, Ceases to exhort me and any of my married siblings in being a parent. I mean, he just will, he is relentless in telling us to not take our heart off of our children, to have our heart towards our kiddos. And I'm just so grateful that the Lord's made him my father because it was a phone call with him on Wednesday. And I didn't even tell him, probably, you know, the real embarrassing thoughts in my brain towards my kids, but I think he could probably sense where my priorities were, and he just exhorted me to turn, to be all, he uses this term all the time, he goes, hey, well, be all in with your family, you know, with business, with, you know, working out with your music stuff, that's going to come and go, and you're going to have opportunities where you can really go go all in, but you have to 100% of the time be all in with your kiddos, and so after a brief phone conversation with him, I was convicted, and I thought, of course, like, I'm, I'm kind of going, like, I was, like, telling myself mechanically. I wouldn't say that my heart was here, but I was telling myself, that's right. I know that fundamentally I value my children far more than these other things that I put on this to-do list. And maybe my heart wasn't there, but I, I knew deep down that that was just right. I've said for years my priorities are, you know, my faith. My, my marriage, my children, and then, you know, maybe my physical health and then my business and, and all these things. I've said that for years, and here I was just simply not acting like it, not thinking like it, not behaving like that. And I'm going to say that my heart, by Wednesday night, my heart was not towards my children. It was still kind of dwelling on all the things that I was not accomplishing this week. But out of, I guess I don't know if it was guilt or out of um, just maybe necessity out of knowing something needed to change I I pulled out a child training book Um, and I mean it's probably embarrassing even to acknowledge how long it had been since I had opened a child training book but I pulled out a child training book and just from the first sentence I was so convicted I was so convicted on where my heart had wandered to Regarding the fleeting things of this world that aren't bad I'm, I'm never gonna you know tell you you shouldn't go do you know build a business or work out or play music but clearly my priorities had gotten out of line and they had gotten out of I had gotten out of touch with what God truly cared about and what deep down I I truly cared about and so starting Wednesday night we started having proactive training sessions and this is so much different than you know reactionary discipline we were being proactive in establishing training sessions with our children wednesday night thursday night friday night saturday night sunday night we did it again tonight monday night and to see the instant react, to see the instant feedback from my kids there there's the results are so gratifying substantial tangible when you are proactive, especially with the children at my age. I mean, they're four years old, three years old, and and Lewis is almost two years old. And up until Wednesday, they had just been acting like I didn't care about them because I was acting like that. And so they were just fighting for my attention. They were fighting for Katie's attention. They were fighting with each other uh, as a result of this. And from Wednesday on, my heart turned towards my children, and I just... I, like, their hearts turning towards me and towards Katie was so noticeable. It was palatable. You thought, boy, it, which was just kind of convicted and heartbreaking at first because you're thinking, they, they know, they know where my heart is at. And they're so much more responsive when they know my heart is towards them and for them, and I'm proactively training them up in the way that they should go rather than reactionarily disciplining them. And Katie and I had definitely gotten into a mode of Disciplining out of reaction versus training in a proactive manner and The Bible tells us to train up our children in the way that they should go not discipline your children in the way that they should go Not react to your children in the way that they should go, you know, not The word training is very intentional and deliberate We don't train out of reaction. We train thinking to the future, getting, preparing ourselves for an upcoming event. And we had really gotten into a mode of doing a disservice to our children and not giving them realistic expectations for what we saw being good behavior. And as a result, we had kicked into this you know reactionary parenting of d- just disciplining out of reaction versus proactively training. So I say all that to say that that brought us to Wednesday nights. And It's crazy convicting to think of where my heart was maybe Wednesday afternoon to where it is now where I'm so gratified and fulfilled and grateful to be the father of my children. And I feel that it is just the greatest calling that I could ever have. And I also see how much they need my heart to be in that place of being a father. So that's a quick timeline, I guess, of how I got to, to where I'm at Today on this subject and I'm just going to share with you a few takeaways from Going through that experience and what 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 I'm kind of dwelling on right now Um, First thing is that I'm so grateful for the opportunity to put my money where my mouth is or was and you've heard me say on this podcast you've heard katie say oh we love children we love parenting heck we named this podcast the now that we're a family podcast we're all about family we think it's god's great design to be you know to continue on being image bearers for him and to nurture it's the number one place of discipleship you know that's where the church really is built it's it's in the home and then it goes out from there katie and i hold to that belief strongly and so It probably should come as a surprise to hear me expressing some of these thoughts, but I guess I'm grateful that my children gave me this opportunity, that circumstances gave me this opportunity to realize, boy, talking is one thing, and it's a very ineffective thing sometimes when it comes to parenting. It's a very, you know, that's all I was doing there for a season was just talking about how much I valued parenting, how much I enjoyed being a parent, and But I needed to take action. I needed to put my money where my mouth. And, you know, quite literally put my money where my mouth was. What were we missing out on? That we were missing out on making more. That was probably the first thing that we got started getting frustrated with was that our business wasn't able to grow at the rate that we wanted it to grow. And here our children are at our feet just saying, you know, love me, invest into me, build me, disciple me. You know, teach me of God's truth. This is their heart's desire, whether they know it or not. And there they are. You know, Jesus talks about the harvest being ripe and and plentiful. And I'm looking at the greatest harvest that I'll have an opportunity to pour into right here at my feet. Never, never, ever in my life will I have a greater ministry opportunity than my children and my wife here and now. And it's, and doesn't last, the season doesn't last forever. It's not something that I can just say, well, yeah, I'll get to that when. You'll get to it what? When they're 30 and they're off, you know, living their own life? No, the time is now to do this ministry. And so to have a wake-up call is such a blessing. So I'm grateful for that. The second thing I'm so grateful for, I I mean, I don't even know if I can express the gratitude that I have for this fact, and that is a spouse, my wife, who is united we are united in this vision of wanting to raise up godly children of wanting to pour into our kids while we have them here in our home to be united on that front to have you know a fellow soldier that you're going to fight this battle with in life on so many levels but specifically in this category you know it's sure katie and i are like-minded when it comes to who god is and what he's done in the gospel and, and who we serve but there are many many couples that right you know they might share that commonality but their view on children might differ greatly and I cannot tell you how blessed I am as a man to have a wife that is so I mean she's so much even more passionate about being a mother than I am probably about being a father she is so committed to walking out this calling of being a mother to our children so I'm just so grateful that Katie and I, you know, from the moment we had this conviction and, you know, I think that I kind of was even convicted a little bit prior to, to Katie being, this is, I mean, I'm not, you know, bagging on Katie here. It's just where the the timeline of how it worked. I was, I was probably the one that led our family into this. I mean, I'm not probably, I was, I'm the leader of our home. I'm the one that led our family into this place of strife and turmoil. And, uh, and so, you know, that's kind of where I led Katie and, and thankfully the Lord snapped me out of it and, Katie just, just was just right there in support of that shift in saying, wait a second, all those checks that we have not checked off, all those to-do lists, forget about it. We're sitting down every day with this child training book with our children, and we are going to, without fail this week and for the foreseeable future, not miss a day of training our children. To have somebody that's just side by side with me on that is so empowering and just such a gift from the Lord. So that's something that's a huge... Just a tremendous takeaway for me and i would encourage any couple get get united on that front come to unity regarding your children and have your unity come from a submission to god's word go to his word on what you are going to do with your children how you're going to parent them how you're going to train them up and and where where, where they are going to be on on the priority list another takeaway um, that i have you know I'm sitting here and I mean it when I say I'm so fulfilled as a father right now, but I would be lying to say that all those other desires that I had at the beginning of the week are gone. You know that, yeah, now that I'm so fulfilled as a father, I no longer have ambition to grow my business or to, you know, get back to my workout regimen and to record my music and to, you know, continue on in jujitsu. No, all those desires are certainly there. And I, I don't, I don't think I relate very well with men that say, oh, all I want to do is, is, is be a father and I don't care what I do for a job or I don't care about anything else. I just want to be a father. That's even with how passionate I am about being a father, there are other things that I still want to do. And I'm just talking about where I want to place, you know, fatherhood and these other things on my priority list. But a way I kind of, if, if you need, I should say this, if you need consolation on feeling like, oh, I'm putting off, maybe my personal dreams to, you know, to be a father and and you, and you acknowledge that no, but this is a better thing. This is way I'm not going to let, you know, this business aspiration or this, this career or whatever this outside ministry get in the way of this great thing of being a parent. You know, maybe that's where your heart's at. Well, my consolation is that first like life can be long sometimes, you know, it, seasons come and seasons go and First off, when you have your children working for you and with you, it's crazy how much more capable you are of doing things in addition to parenting because you've got them on your, it's like you've got this momentum where you're saying, no, I prioritize you. I'm putting my first fruits into these things that matter most to me and they get the first of my energy. They get the best of me. Then all of a sudden it's like you get energy back from them and you're able to go and attack these other things. I'm not saying that's how it works. Like it's just this, you know, this cause and effect or like it's a, you know, a, a magic genie bottle thing that you just do and, and you get to go fulfill all your other dreams too. That's not what I'm saying. But I have found that taking care of the need first of, you know, your faith, your, your wife, your children, there's just lots of life to live. However, when we jump over those things, it throws off everything else that we're doing. You know, it I don't know. I'm not... This isn't going to be like a mathematical thing where you're saying, when I'm saying, like, you know, when you don't prioritize your children, then those six hours that you have are totally fruitless. But when you do prioritize your children, you get done in an hour what you could have done in those six hours. Is, that's not what I'm saying. But there is something kind of like that happening that I'm not able to explain. And Katie and I have seen that happen where we thought, okay, you know, forget about our goals, we're going to prioritize our children. That's going to be the one thing we focus on this week, and then we look backwards and we think, well, boy, we also got so many of those goals accomplished, too. Again, that wasn't the point, and I don't want that to be the takeaway from this, but it's some consolation if you're needing it, and other consolation is, you know, like, this season of parenting is here today and it's gone tomorrow, like, another area that I feel like the Lord has just been gracious to me in is I look at my kids and I can't help but seeing them as young adults right now, like, I'm like, boy, sure you're four three and two but just almost daily i look at them in the eye or i look at what they're doing i'm thinking no they're they're here today and they're gone tomorrow they're going to be young adults so soon and to miss this up i know i would just it would it would just pain me to miss this opportunity that god has granted me to pour in to pour into my children um that said even that season is short you know, like so many of my aspirations, it's like, okay, well, maybe I can't do them this decade. Well, there's, who knows, another decade coming. And again, this might sound like a funny consolation, but I do feel like we, when we're in this mode of, it's easy. When you're in your 30s, maybe 20s, 30s, and, and early 40s, these, these stages of being in the trenches with your children, those very developmental years, it's so easy to think that I've got to do all these other things now or they'll never happen. And I just don't think that's the truth. What you The only thing you're able to do just now is parent your, parent your kids. So many of the other things that we think are competing for our time or that we let compete for our time can happen at different, different seasons in our life. But you get one crack at this. You know, I say that we love comeback stories here in America. You know, we love the story of the guy that, you know, failed three times and then his fourth time was a home run and now he's the billionaire. Or, you know, he, he the uh, the guy that couldn't pass through you know sixth grade reading and all of a sudden he decided to go back to school as a grown adult and now he's a PhD and you know an author or whatever. We love those types of stories, but the but the comeback story I I don't want to have to tell is hey i blew it with my with my children then but i'm doing better now with these children and, and this isn't to condemn anybody that maybe feels like that's the case because obviously god knows their future and there's always hope and grace and so much so much hope in the lord but i know that from where i'm sitting here it's like no i don't want a comeback story or do over story with these kids that i have in my home i want this this is kind of the one shot i have with it and, and I don't want to blow it and, and it sounds like I'm putting everything on me we serve a sovereign God who in spite of all of our failures leads our children out which brings me to my song Oh, I can just feel the suspense and the anticipation on the other side of this podcast as you've heard me pontificating about being a father you're thinking boy just sing your song all we want to hear is you Croon us with that with that voice of yours. Um, maybe you're maybe you're thinking that. Maybe you weren't thinking that. Uh, but I'm going to do that. I'm going to do my best to do that for you right now. I'm going to set the mic down and pull my mandolin out. So if you hear some clunkiness, then that's what that is. This is a song that I wrote. It's it's un, it's not finished. It's incomplete. Uh, but you guys are going to be the first non-family members ever to hear this song, and uh, so. I don't know. I don't know how you should feel about that. You tell me how you feel about it. How about that? I'm going to set this microphone down. The, the audio is going to become different as I'm in this, uh, you know, huge cave and I'm setting the microphone down. Here we go.
1: Well, I'm a father that cares, but a father that scares, when I think of my kids in this world that they're in, it's dangerous, when everyone's so aimless, cause the message they hear from their teachers and peers, is riddled with lies and powered by fear, it's contagious, when everyone's so aimless. I've got a pillar full, ready to unfold, send him out in his... illusions of truth. They spread their fables while they stare at their navel's deception. It's the enemy's weapon. Yeah, but we've got a sword we must learn to wield, because the season is short that we have them here. Provision, it's only part of the mission. It happens daily. you've done it all wrong You'll see that all along He was the hero from the start Cause it's you, God Who lead our children in victory No matter the size of the enemy The battle is already won
0: it is that was the song that none of you were waiting to hear no maybe some of you were folks thank you for being a part of this podcast uh thank you prayers for katie and her health would be appreciated uh we're really hoping that she is able to recover quickly she's been resting a lot uh thank you so much for just the your support and camaraderie when it comes to parenthood i am such a privileged man to be blessed with the wife and the children that the Lord has blessed me with, and to be given uh, this this position of kind of steward of God's children, His young children, Leon, Lucy, Lewis, and and Lawrence, and uh, and I just feel support even by you listening, by you guys commenting or leaving ratings and reviews. I feel that support in this journey of being a parent. Uh, what a high calling it is to be these disciple makers. Uh, of parents that we are and to grow grow his church and um to continue on the great commission of bringing forth his gospel starting in our home and seeing where it goes from there anyways i hope you enjoyed today's episode and i certainly am excited to be back next week with my lovely wife and the now that we're family podcast all right Bob. all right what Brr. okay i'm not gonna edit that out i'm just gonna say
1: goodbye